0: Well, for the next eight minutes, I would like to give some exhortations from Psalm 84 and verse 5. And this is a text that really shows one of the very important things that the resurrection and Christ's grace produces in our lives. It says this, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. And I'll start with that first word, blessed. I think all of us love it when God blesses us. Uh, Blessed is the man whose and then it gives some conditions for blessings and uh, we pray regularly for blessings in your lives that God would bless the work of your hands but it really assumes that the work of our hands is worth blessing and uh, this passage here gives two characteristics of people that God delights to bless. In other words this is what makes it worth God blessing the work of our hands. First of all, they are people who refuse to trust in their own strength and who recognize themselves as being unable in their own abilities to accomplish God's purposes, and rather they long for more of the Lord than what they can do on their own. the text says, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, and the U is capitalized, so our strength is in the Lord. And there's really two things that are comforting to us in that. The first is, hey, if you feel weak, we have the source of strength. And second, he doesn't expect us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. He says, no, I love giving strength to you. Now, here is the irony of this passage. Uh, God blesses us for having strength that he's already provided for us in the first place. <laughs> So it's kind of like he begins our walk with grace, and he gives us strength to walk. As we use that strength and we walk, he gives us more strength. It's like what Paul said, he adds grace to grace, and faith to faith, and glory to glory. I just love the way uh, the scriptures draw this out, and yet here's the problem. How few Christians are willing to live by a strength that is outside of them? Because I think sometimes they're intimidated by living by something they can't control. (laughs) We cannot control the Lord, right? Um, And so it's stepping into uncomfortable territory, the territory of the supernatural. But as I've mentioned quite a few times in the past, that's exactly what the Sermon on the Mount calls us to do on a regular basis. That is a kingdom manifesto, which means it's a manifesto for the supernatural, you know, as I said before, the Sermon on the Mount does not just ask us to love our friends and our family. We are called to do that, but pagans can do that. It asks us to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, to do good to those who use us. It's asking us to do a whole litany of things in there that require His strength, His grace, to be able to accomplish. And so, really, it's showing the authenticity of our grace when we walk in that. And uh, only his strength can cause us to enter into this increasing blessing. So blessed is the man whose strength is in you. That's walking in the supernatural. It's also walking in humility, recognizing we are not sufficient. The second characteristic of the person whom God loves to bless is that this person is never satisfied with the status quo. Having tasted of the Lord's strength, he keeps going back to the Lord for more strength and more grace and, and uh, more privileges of service and a deeper walk with God and more communion. How do I know that? Well, it's the next phrase. It says, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. A pilgrim is a person who is traveling and yet has not arrived yet. And so if Dominion Covenant Church ever thinks that it's arrived, it's at that point that we're going to lose God's blessing. We can never coast. We always need to be pressing forward. Our vision for what God can do in our families, in our church, and in the world uh, needs to constantly stretch us. And so what I'm talking about here is it's a kind of discontentment. It's a holy discontentment. You might think of it as an itch for pilgrimage. You know, some people have an itch for travel. This is an itch for spiritual pilgrimage. And God forbid that we should spend the last years of our lives, you know, just coasting, looking back, basking in all of the accomplishments we made before. Instead, we need to be like Caleb, uh, who even at 80 years old is saying, Lord, is there another mountain that I can conquer? We're always stretching into more. And here's a hymn that I think captures this idea, our hearts constantly set on pilgrimage. We're always going somewhere. This hymn says, more about Jesus would I know, more of his grace to others show, more of his saving fullness see, more of his love who died for me. And it goes on talking about all kinds of things that we want more of from God's throne. It's a holy discontentment. It's a heart that is set on pilgrimage. Now you might say, aren't we commanded to be content? Well, yes, there is a kind of contentment that we are commanded to have. In fact, I would say if we don't have that kind of contentment, we will never have a heart that is set on pilgrimage. Here is the contentment God commands us in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8. Now godliness, and we're always striving for more godliness, right? We're not content with where we're at there. But it says, now godliness with contentment is great gain... For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we will be content. So he's saying, being content with the things that the Gentiles seek after. You know, our food, our clothing, our, the things that the Lord has put into our lives. And if God were to take away everything from us except for food and clothing, and if we could be content in that situation, well then God can trust us with riches as well. Why? Because our heart is not set on the riches, our heart is set on seeking God's kingdom, His righteousness. That, that's the, the balance that is there. So um, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if your treasure is God, His kingdom, that's what you're passionate about, He can trust you and loves to trust you with all kinds of riches. But if the riches are your treasure, then it's going to rob you of this perspective of having a holy itch, a holy uh, uh, heart for pilgrimage. And uh, uh, so that the bottom line here is always be striving to press toward the mark of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And when you do, Proverbs 10, verse 22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. And so this morning I would encourage you, day by day, find your strength in God, say to the Lord, uh, in my own flesh, I don't trust myself to do the ministries you've called me to, I'm trusting you for the wisdom I need, I'm trusting you for the energy I need. And then, having made that prayer, set your heart on holy pilgrimage, on pursuing after new things that the Lord has called you to. Father, we thank you for your grace that it is grace upon grace and that um, we uh, never have a lack if we are willing to come in faith to you and I thank you for the generosity that is pictured by this symbol of the Lord's table uh, of your provision for us and I pray that uh, we would have the faith to receive that to walk in it we would not be intimidated by uh, stepping out into areas that we cannot do in our own strength but that trusting you and your Holy Spirit, we would continue to pursue after the upward calling in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, I pray that you would take uh, these symbols, you would set them aside for a holy use, and as we partake, we would partake uh, to the strengthening of our souls and of our walk, and uh, help us to be godly stewards. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.